0: What if she is addicted and he is betrayed?
1: We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship.
0: Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production.
1: Hi, I'm Ashlyn, The Once Betrayed. I'm
0: Kobe, The Once Addicted. And I'm Brandon, The Expert.
1: And he's definitely an expert.
0: You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time.
2: And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well.
1: Absolutely, and if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one.
2: And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. All right, before we answer that, we got a, a review here. It says, "Marriage changing." I don't know where we'd be without the relationship tools shared here. Ashley and Kobe's story in this podcast
1: has changed our life. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for being here. Well, um, we do talk a lot about our story and our version of betrayal and addiction. And today, we've decided to flip it and and share with you guys so that you don't feel so alone because it's definitely not a place for you to be. It's, it's happening on both sides of the spectrum. And we often get into our little world and forget. There's lots of you out here who are, who are with us. And, um, I think you can listen and throw out what doesn't fit you. Um, but we want to be specific to you today.
2: Yeah. I I like that, Ashlyn, the way you put that. Um, we get, I think one of the complaints we get more than any other is, you know, when you talk about, addiction, you always use him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and when you talk about betrayal, you always use her. And the reality is, is that was your guys' story. And, and, you know, 90% plus of the couples that I work with, that's the, that's the way that it's gone down is he's, he is the sex addict and she is the betrayed. Um, but there is the opposite more prevalent than we know and what i mean by that is there's couples in suffering who are suffering with betrayal trauma where she's struggling with a sex addiction and and he's being betrayed and it's really fascinating the the nuances of that dynamic and what i'd like to do today is just talk about with you some of those nuances and um, validate uh, the pain that someone may be in who's in in a situation like that, um, and then also talk about where to go and what to do from there. Yeah. Um. So there's some there's some things about sex addiction for females that's really different than for for men, and it's the culture that we we're in. Um, I would say. And I don't know if you guys have, have worked much with, with women sex addicts, but that the shame about sex addiction for a female is more intense and, and stronger than, than it is oftentimes for a male. And I know there's a lot of shame for a male who has a sex addiction, right? But a woman's not supposed to have a sex addiction.
1: Yeah, it's a man's thing,
2: it's a man's problem. It's, uh, you know, it's weird if a woman struggles. Um, These are, these are not, these are myths. These are, but these are beliefs that are out there. Um, and so because of those reasons, it pushes the addiction further underground and actually, um, encourages the addiction to continue more and more because it's so hard to come out and come, come out of hiding. Um, do you, have you guys ever worked with a a female sex addict?
0: I had a group,
2: excuse me,
0: a few years ago. Um, of women who were addicts and were like, okay, I need to get some help. Mm. And um, it was just this small little season. I don't know that it was more than, I don't know, maybe three or four months is all it was. I think there were like three women who were in it. And um, it's super, super interesting how it's the, I mean, it's not the same, but but it manifests. It looks the same. I mean, they have the same um, situations that can be triggering. They have the same environments that can be triggering. They need the same precautions to deal with stress. They, they also lack, um, vulnerability emotionally. They, they like me, um, lack the ability to, um, they lack the life skills to deal with the stresses, um, that life throws at them. And, mm-hmm. um, You know, it was, I was really, really surprised, Um, but it really normalized the, I guess, the human condition and the propensity for this. And it's only, it's only going to increase with time, right? Meaning um, with time and exposure, um, more and more women, girls um, are going to uh, experience this. For yeah. sure, but I was really I was really surprised at how similar it was, despite despite what um, it might look like on paper.
1: Well, and I want to recognize. So we did a podcast probably two years ago, and it was what if she cheats, mm-hmm. and kind of what to do, and and we asked at the end and said, hey, if you are in this opposite position that we're talking about, and you want a group or you want help, reach out. And we didn't have anyone reach out, which I'm like. Yeah. I mean, very specific, we still get emails saying, Hey, do you do this? Like, where do I fit in? And they don't feel like they fit in. Um, yet there wasn't a huge response from that. So I think it's important, you know, we heard you say, you know, 90% of my clients are in our story where it's, I've been betrayed as the woman and he's had the betrayal, but Mm -hmm. to also recognize what you said after that, which is we stay stuck inside our own little world and isolate because it's so embarrassing and shamefilled to say as a man, I'm, I got betrayed and right. I, she didn't pick, you know, it's, we're both feeling that as right. a woman betrayed, but I think it's different, right. That for a man to feel betrayed than it is for the woman.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I think before we move, move on too far with the betrayal aspect from a, a man's point, because I do think there's a difference in the way we respond to betrayal. Um, I wanna come back to the addiction side of things. I'm gonna ask you guys some really stupid questions to make a point, but are women sexual beings? Yes. I hope so, or else like a lot of us wouldn't be here <laughs> if it were none of us. Um, so women are sexual beings. Do women, do they have arousal?
0: Yes. Yes. Women are they entitled to be aroused and to be uh, to be sexual beings? Yes.
2: Yeah. So so women are they experience arousal and they are sexual beings? Whoa! This is such you know amazing information, Brandon saying. Well, no, duh. This is obvious, right? Um, Does Does orgasm feel good to a woman? Yes. That Kobe, I'm glad Ashton said that. Um, so orgasm feels really, really good to a woman, and when a woman orgasms, they experience dopamine release, they experience euphoria. There's, there's, uh, it feels really, really good. Um, and so, having said all of those things, then would it not make sense that a woman can get addicted to sex? Now men and women are different obviously when it comes to sexuality and and this is where it gets a little bit a little bit tricky is masculinity when it comes to sexuality is very results oriented so um pornography the lust produced with pornography is very much results oriented it's you know what do you consume so that you can get off like you want to get off, you want to get that orgasm, right? And so men are more easily, um, well, well, easily drawn to that results-oriented lust thing that pornography provides. Okay. Um, femininity is more experiential. So it's more about the experience of things, not the results. Mm. And so and I'm, this isn't across the board, you guys, um, this is more in general, but femininity is, is experiential. So a a lot of, of female sex addicts really get involved in the experience of what they're, what they're indulging in. So things like that, that's why women are more, more likely to, to really enjoy erotica, like novels mm-hmm. and, And, um, you know, chatting and connecting on that type of level where men, it might just be more visual and stimulating in that, in those ways. And so from, from the, from the perspective of that, you look at it and it's like, well, all men are addicted to sex. They just want it. They get it. They boom, boom, boom. Right. Well, women, I mean, how many, how many women were addicted to twilight, you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) But, but, but I also want to say this because I don't want to drive any shame home and women are results oriented and it feels good to just see something exciting and get off. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're not, you're not weird and you're not disgusting if you just view pornography and it arouses you. Right. Um, but we're designed, we are designed differently and, the, and because of that, it's, it's turned into this thing where, well, men are the sexual ones and they're the ones that are going to view porn. They're the ones that are going to go have sex outside their marriage. Well, guess what? If they go have sex outside their marriage with a woman, they're yeah. having sex with a woman. And so that woman is out there having, you know, being the mistress or maybe she's married herself and she's participating as well. And so, Yes. Um, both men and women have their sexual addictions. Um, i its super
0: interesting, Brandon, just to hear you. <clears throat> excuse me, normalize that um, from just a human standpoint, and you know, I, I just, I, I can't help but think to how culture has um, stifled women's sexuality. And how it has um, almost gifted it to men, to their partners. Like, this is my sexuality now that we're married or whatever the case is. So I guess it's got to be, it's, it's not mine anymore. It's, it's, it's the marriages or it's, it's kind of like laid down. And I'm being a little bit, you know, melodramatic when I, when I say that. But, but I don't know that that's like too far from the truth. Is it?
2: Well, isn't it, is, what you said is really fascinating, Kobe. Women's sexuality is this all or nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. go to church and be told how modest you need to be and cover up and your body's going to trigger the boys into <laughs> getting erections, whatever. You know, yep. So like, so like cover it up and don't be too sexual because if you're too sexual, that's a man's thing. But, oh, by the way, cover it up. But uh, by the way, unless, if you're not covering it up, then, you know, there's pornography which is just women naked yeah. having sex and like that's what they're there for mm-hmm. and and so it's like okay so either we subdue it or we it's like
1: all or what so are the other i yeah. saw i saw a tv show and they were saying we're feminists and so now that we're in our femininity we're gonna dress sexy because for it's for us like it was super funny because whether we're doing it from a place of, I hope people see me as sexy or I'm doing this in in an empowered way. Either way, people are like, you're this, (laughs) you're that, you're that there's judgment all around,
2: all around her sexuality, every which way. Yeah.
1: which I, I, Sorry. I even think (laughs) I'm looking at my social media and people who are, you know, this is what I'm watching. The number one show on Netflix right now is a very more erotica kind of show. And women will say, hey, I'm, I'm watching the show. I love it. You got to watch it. But I think if a dude was posting on social media saying the same thing, it would be looked at different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For a
1: girl, it's like, oh, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. Go watch it. That's but so But for true. a dude, what are you doing? Why are you watching that? There's a double standard. No yeah. question. Yeah.
0: Um, I think we just found our next episode. <laughs> yeah. The double, double standard. standards that exist in culture and society. Yeah.
2: Well, there's this, it leads to this story of that. This has happened maybe five times with me where a couple will come in, you know, he's acting out he's, and, and all different, um, along the continuum, they're all different. So, you know, sometimes he's just looking at porn and masturbating. Sometimes he's out going to strip clubs and, you know, cheating. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, Four or five months into the process of therapy, I start to really build some rapport with the wife. And the wife says, hey, there's something I need to tell you. Um, I've been acting out. I've been doing this thing. I've been, you know, and so there they are going to all these groups for him. And she's mm-hmm. in betrayal trauma. And she's going to group with other women who have been betrayed. So she feels even that much more horrible. Like if these women in my group knew that I was an addict as well, like there's no way I'm ever going to talk about that. But she gets to a point where she's like, I know that we're not going to get better as a couple unless I address my stuff and my addictions. Um, But what's interesting is it's so easy to treat his sex addiction because it's like, well, yeah, like, of course, like he's struggling with the sex addiction and to address hers is so hard. And so difficult to actually get down to it, to start to talk openly about it, to get her some support, um, to get her a, a good group. It's really, really difficult. Um, and that leads to the flip side. And I want to talk about betrayal on his side. Um, you know, a, like a couple like that, he's experiencing betrayal trauma just as much as she's experiencing betrayal trauma, but he's not getting any help for the betrayal trauma. He's being treated for the sex addiction.
0: Does, do, do do guys who come in like that, Brandon, who have betrayal trauma, um, are they aware that betrayal trauma is a thing? Do they, do they try to play it off? Do they minimize it? Do they, meaning the effects, they might not minimize what their partner has done, but do they, do they minimize or embrace the impact that's had on them both masculinity play a role in that
2: it's both um some guys will have an axe to grind of like like i'm the betrayed one and you know how dare you have any insinuation of anything different than that Mm -hmm. um some guys are in deep deep pain um but don't feel like that they can talk about it and they just stuff it and on an emotional level they they just don't want to go there. It sucks. Um, and and I think a lot of guys with betrayal trauma just feel unsupported, unseen and and just feel like they can't get the help
0: that they really need. Um what what is what is the, this is actually kind of interesting Brandon. What's the how do how do the partners the the uh, female partners who have cheated um, or betrayed, how do they typically respond to their husband's betrayal?
2: Wait, so when their husband goes out and, and betrays them?
0: No, when they betray their husband, okay, whether it's through infidelity or porn masturbation, just any whatever the acting out is, how are those women in being able to see their partner's pain?
2: Just like any sex addiction. If, I wouldn't say it's a gender thing. So um, usually they're in a lot of shame. Um, they try to turn the tables. They have a hard time holding space. Um, they get defensive. All, all of those things are there with, with a female sex
0: addict. And do you um, see the same amount of like justification? Like, Oh, well you've done this for years. Absolutely. You... Turning
2: tables, gaslighting mm-hmm. all the, that is not a gender issue. That is a, a, it's an, it's an addiction thing. It's part of the attachment disorder. So and and I think it's really dangerous for us to to think that just a man can hurt a woman. Yeah, um, you understand what I mean, <laughs> Kobe's Zell, um, Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't take that too far, Kobe. Zell. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I think there is a double standard there a little bit, and uh, and I do think that there's there's it's really hard for a betrayed husband to get the validation and support that he needs. Um, a lot of times too, I got to say, they don't, they're not seeking it. They mm-hmm. don't want to go to therapy for it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to process it with people um, as the betrayed husband. Um, they they don't really desire that.
1: You know what I'm finding? And I know we're in kind of different worlds, but in the same world. Uh, but when people reach out to us, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Cob. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like when it is the opposite, it's the the betrayed husband reaching out, saying, "Is there a place for me? Where mm-hmm. Where do I fit?" Yes. And and she might be willing to get help, but it's him reaching out. And it's just interesting to me because roles reversed. Normally, who reaches out to us is the woman who's been betrayed. Right. Um. So I don't know if that's how you see things or, or not, but
2: yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I'd say usually the betrayed is the one that seeks help, but not always.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Kobe, Kobe sought it for us. So he was not the norm, I guess, but
2: yeah.
0: Well, I'm not the norm for a lot of reasons (laughs) and not the ones you'd think (laughs) like that (laughs) dude, Who's, who's this douche who's seeking help? Really? Do you really want to get better? (laughs) That was me. Just kidding, um, I I think that there's just a really interesting like I'm I'm viewing this as like a this is a human thing, but then um, what impact does femininity and masculinity have when these roles are reversed, and how that affects someone's ability to move forward in 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 life and to heal and 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 to heal yeah for sure and do you have men who who experience betrayal, but who just are like, almost in denial. Like I don't want to be hurt by this. All I kind of am, but they, they want to play it down. Like I'm
2: good. Like I can see why she did it. Mm. Yeah, it's fine.
1: So they yeah. have more acceptance or more denial. I <laughs> call that denial because I um, feel like maybe this is wrong, but I feel like as the woman who's been betrayed, I put all of the blame on me. Like it must've been me. I'm not enough. I never was enough. It's the way I look. It's the way I talk. It's whoever, whatever, and I took that rather than letting him own some of. Yeah, <laughs> and <us>. I think <laughs> I
2: think that's more normal for, for the female to take it on herself and take it personally. Yeah, me like personally. Yes, yeah. The body image stuff comes into play, and just a lot of the cultural stuff there. It's it's you know it's about her femininity as to why this is happening, mm. which is not true, um, but it's normal for that to happen. Um, and I'd say it, it doesn't happen as often the, the other way around. Um, it's really interesting. Sometimes what will happen is the wife will come out and say, look, I've, I've been looking at porn or, you know, or getting online and, you know, messaging people or whatever. And a lot of times if the, if the husband has been dealing with his own addiction, um, he won't get mad at all. He'll just be kind of like, oh, oh, cool. Like what, what are you looking at? you know like oh really? yeah I totally get that like that I've been doing that myself you know so it's like not this painful betrayal thing that he goes hmm. through it's more this like kind of he takes like you too. he take yeah you too and then he kind of takes it and runs with it in terms of his own addiction and lust and thinks hmm. this is an opportunity you know type thing
0: like who um, are you you're the pot in the kettle let's just have our hey oh
2: cool like you're into that wow and so it's and I, I'm not joking about that, right? Okay. Like that happens all the time. Um, and so, so the, the hurt of betrayal might not be there so much, but there's still, um, there's still some relational issues that, that are there. In the, a that it shows like that, that. Absolutely. reacting to. Yes. Uh,
1: okay. So question for you, Brandon, because we do get people on both your end and ours who are reaching out and saying where is the place for me? And is there group settings for, let's say the guy has been betrayed and doesn't struggle with an addiction and has not betrayed. And the woman
2: does have those things. So I actually hate that question, Ashlyn. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's not because of you. It's, it's because I I have an answer that I don't like, which is when, when I have people like uh, a husband who's betrayed come through, um, I don't have anywhere to put the, put him. Um, there's not enough men who would want to do a group who are experienced betrayal trauma that I could actually put a group together, um, and and vice versa. Um, you know, if and what I mean by that is, I have tried to start. Mm -hmm. uh, women's addict groups. And like you, Kobe, I think I've gotten like three months into one once. And I had like three people in there. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of women out there suffering with sex addiction. And I know there's a lot of women out there who need the help. Um, but they don't, the the shame is too great. They don't want to engage, um, in a group like that. And so. Can
1: they even go to 12 step or is that gendered? As well? Um, Depends on the 12 step group. And
0: some of them are mixed, some of them are like uh, gender only,
1: right? Do you go to mixed or? No. Just gender? Okay.
2: So, I, uh, you know, working with a lot of addicts, men, um, one time a female sex addict went to one of their 12 step groups. Mm. I wasn't involved in, but it was this large 12 step group. She was this female sex addict, scantily clad Mm. at a 12 step group for sex addiction. She's the only woman there. And it was amazing to me what waves that made. Hmm. Um, no, it wasn't amazing to me, but like everybody in the community that I, 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 I'm in and stuff talking about how, and, and, um, I, I don't know, I don't know what she was doing there, what her intent was, Uh, you know, maybe it was to get better. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but I, I, I doubt she felt very safe to just go work the 12 steps there. Yeah. And because there's a lot of feelings and emotions going on from all sides, um, wives of the addicts who find out there's a woman's sex addict going to a 12 yeah. step group. I've had
1: that happen um, in group. Yeah. So where it's like, I'm trying really hard to give that space to that woman, but I'm also really triggered because she's in a, you know, without with I, my husband and I would never put a, a, a female sex addict
2: in my in my men's sex addict groups, I would never do that. I would run a female sex addict group if we had enough female sex addicts to actually run one, but I would mm-hmm. never mix them. So, so to answer, come back to answer your question, Ashton. I don't. I, I hate to say this, but for the betrayed spouse, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff to listen to, like podcasts and. But in and terms individual, of therapy, individual, maybe to, to do. But I don't know of group therapy, one side
0: or the other. You know there is a little silver lining to this. Excuse me, just real quick, and that is, um, if there aren't groups, trust that you still can be treated. You still can seek help one on one from a therapist, and you still can do trauma therapy one on one with a the therapist. So just yes. because a group setting isn't isn't available for you doesn't mean that you can't still move forward with um, with with the needs that you have. Because yeah. I assure you, whether you're the betrayer, you're the betrayer, you need to have help and you need to have, um, therapy, well, probably trauma therapy too. I know
1: yeah. that there have been several couples. I don't know how many who've done our program, Shattered Trust to Thriving Intimacy, and they're on the opposite side. Yes. So, you know, again, we weren't as careful with using him or her, we but we try, we try, but it just is, <laughs> we sometimes miss it. And yet they were able, I didn't hear anyone saying we want our money back from those couples. They, they just took out what didn't fit their story and left in what did and did the work. And I do want to bring up same sex couples who are experiencing this because I know, I don't know for Brandon, but I know for Kobe, you have had that where there are guys that do fit into a guy's group, even though, you know, it's, Mm-hmm. it can be different there. It's not the,
2: the, yeah. With same sex couples, it's so, this has been my experience. Um, they are so you, you can't generalize. And what I mean is it's not like, well, you're a gay couple. So this is, this is how it is for you guys. Like, you know um, it, they're individuals. And so mm-hmm. sometimes in a homosexual relationship, the betrayal is, is a certain way. And then sometimes it's really different. And so, like I, for example, I worked with a gay couple um, where he went out and like had a threesome, one of the partners did, and the other partner's biggest betrayal, the biggest hurt that he had was how, like, why didn't you include me? Hmm. Um, that you know, And so that's really different than, and then I've worked with a homosexual couple where um, it was pretty typical betrayal trauma partner had a sex with someone else and he felt like pretty typical betrayal. And so it's hard to generalize there. And I do think I, I've had um gay men in my men's groups. I've mm-hmm. had several. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. Um that's the thing is is there's there's principles out there of recovery. Yet at the same time, you have to um, respect individuality, even with you guys, right? In your mm-hmm. recovery journey, you're not like everybody else. No. You've had your own individual <laughs> ways of responding to things and dealing with things. And so, um, yeah, there's general principles, yet there's not one size fits all.
0: Yeah. Recovery has to meet people where they are. And it, it has to, and and legit it can, at least in, in our three humble opinions. Yeah, our three humble opinions. It yeah. can. Um, I, I do want to say this though to those who are listening, and you might be the person who struggled for years, who, um, who, is just dying inside, whether you're betrayed or whether you're addicted. And I just want you guys to remember that as a human, you have to recover from the. You have to recover from the addiction, but you also, and more importantly, so. Need to heal from the shame of addiction, and the shame is harder to recover from. It's harder to unwind the the shame narratives that exist because you've betrayed your partner. No matter, in fact, we we've, we've we get emails from people that say decades before you know infidelity took place, and it still followed us. That was Ashland and I for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Ashland would bring that up, and so I had to heal, even though I had quote unquote for a season stopped. Mm-hmm that behavior guess what i still painfully so suffer from the shame Mm -hmm. of that acting out Mm -hmm. well we both did
1: and that's why i repeat myself until i'm heard right and kobe does the same thing like this is how i feel this i feel
0: but it's important to remember Mm -hmm. that 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 even though this might have happened in the past you still as a human you are entitled to life without the shame of the thing that you've done wrong or the one thing that you have struggled with for so long Not only are you entitled to life without that, you are entitled to life with, with all the shame resilience possible. Did you know,
2: um, if you, this is what my wife was telling me the other day, and I don't know if I believe it or not, but, um, (laughs) if you eat a lot of carrots, like just a ton of carrots, um, your skin starts to turn orange. Is that true? I've heard that. I, uh, Kobe, we lost your mic. Here. So if you eat a lot of carrots, your skin t- turns orange. And so it's like, uh, you know, if you, your skin starts turning orange and you go grab a like scrub brush and you try to get that orange off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> like, and, but that's a lot of times what happens with recovery is like, whether you're male, whether you're female. It's like, if you're acting out, if you're searching for love, if you're wanting to feel okayness and purpose and all those things, and you find yourself with compulsive behaviors, you find yourself lying, you find yourself manipulating. Well, what's what's the input? What's, what, what What's underneath all of it? And instead of trying to scrub it off of you, actually change um, what's going in. And that's what you're talking about, Kobe, is that if, if, if the shame is the thing that you're constantly feeding yourself,
1: the carrots,
2: the carrots, right.
1: Then carrots,
2: right. Then look at what you're feeding yourself and look at why you're feeding yourself that Hmm. and try to change feeding. It might be uncomfortable. and You might be hungry for a little while.
1: (laughs) We need carrots.
2: (laughs) Right. Um, and so, recover the principles of recovery are the same uh, for for a man or for a woman. It's a, ultimately about connection to self, God, and others. It's about it's about self compassion, um, which then creates vulnerable vulnerability and and authenticity in your relationships. And that's what
1: recovery is.
2: Um, beautiful thing. It's so
0: a beautiful thing. That's a really great analogy. Right, I I mean, no like it. You're- that's a super good analogy.
1: I think the overall message we want you guys to take away is that there is a place for you. It just might look a little different than maybe those our exact situation and that's okay. There's still help. So you've got Brandon at therapy, Utah and all of his therapists, um, reach out. Yeah. And I just want to say before we totally sign off
2: here, uh, we've been culprits of, you know, him, the addict and her, the betrayed and, and for good reason, and, um, and we'll probably continue to slip up and do that quite a bit. Um, but we know, and we get it, that there's the other way around. And our heart goes out to the women who are suffering with addiction, who feel like you can't talk openly and talk about it. And we want you to know that, that you can find recovery. And our heart goes out to the man who's been betrayed who feels like he doesn't have a leg to stand on because he's a man and he shouldn't feel the pain that he's feeling. Um, if you're feeling that pain that you're feeling that pain and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we know you're out there too. And so I just want to say that I want to reiterate that, um, we're on everybody's side to get into recovery and to find happiness.
1: Amen. I like it. Well said. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We just um, went over, I don't know how many reviews. We hit like a big benchmark basically because we got a few more uh, testimonials on iTunes. So if you have the time, it takes about one minute to just, after you've listened to this, click on over and leave a review or rate us. Either way, it helps us and helps helps the other people that are looking for us. So thank
0: you. Yeah. See you guys, hey guys peace out.